Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Well, hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger, and today I want to talk to you about EMDR and trauma wounding, or EMDR and trauma wounds. So I want to explain what I mean by both. EMDR is an abbreviation for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It's a treatment that has been used to help people process and move through trauma so that they could heal, even from childhood trauma, as well as adult trauma. And it is research-based, evidence-based. It has been shown to be remarkably effective by trauma experts all over the world. And that's why there are, uh, it's just such a growing uh, approach to helping people heal from trauma. It's not, it's not just talk therapy. Uh, it does a lot more in a shorter period of time. Now, there's different kinds of trauma. Uh, one is the kind of trauma that happens, like uh, they call it the big T trauma, like you get in a car accident or, uh, you know, somebody gets raped or something. It's, it's all terrible, but uh, it's a trauma that uh, EMDR can actually help usually pretty quickly. Um, then there's the other kinds of traumas, the complex traumas that people have where they kind of live in this atmosphere of abuse or neglect uh, over a long period of time. They call that complex trauma or little T traumas, a lot of little traumas, but they're not little, but there's just a lot of traumas um, um, versus the big T boom happen. You know, somebody gets shot or something. So uh, EMDR helps with both and complex trauma. One of the, one of the areas that have been very much been uh, focused on as of late, very cutting edge is what we call attachment trauma because a lot of people grow up in families where uh, maybe they weren't abused, maybe they weren't even severely neglected, but they grew up in families where there wasn't attunement. That's the word. Attunement is when a parent, I'm going to say mother, but it could be any caretaker. But for the purpose of this video, I'll, I'll use the word mother. The mother doesn't um, respond based on the child's needs enough. In other words, a typically attuned, healthy mom, when the child cries, the mom tunes in and eventually helps the child soothe and soothe the child. And if you have a, a mom where you're being soothed more times than not, you're going to grow up uh, having a secure attachment to mom. And in, in maybe more probability than in other negative situations, will be developed more secure relationships as an adult to another adult in an intimate relationship. But there's also insecure attachment styles. And in an insecure attachment, you have a parent who doesn't tune in to the child consistently. Maybe, maybe one scenario is sometimes the parent is there, but other times the parent maybe is sick or depressed or drinking too much or whatever the case may be and isn't there. So it's in these kinds of situations when sometimes the parent is really there and tunes in and sometimes doesn't, it, it can lead to this inconsistent parenting where the child, every time there's any separation at all, the child freaks out because the 
history has been that the parent doesn't come back very quickly. And so separation really is, um, is traumatic. So these children sometimes grow up into adults that constantly need soothing. If you're if you have a partner where you go to work and suddenly your texting blows up because you haven't called in a certain amount of time, it could mean that this is a partner who has this kind of insecure attachment style. They call it the insecure ambivalent attachment style, uh, where the person can't soothe themselves when there's not enough proximity to the partner. There's an anxiety, a separation anxiety and uh, again, this is the insecure ambivalent attachment style. The other kind of insecure attachment is when you grew up with a parent who really and may have been there physically and supplied your physical needs and you know was there and took you to baseball, maybe even cheered for you in the baseball games or, or dance or whatever. But when it came to your feelings, your pain, the, uh, the, the parent couldn't be there, wasn't capable of tuning in, being there. And so you learn how to, what we call auto-regulate. This child learns to just deal with pain on their own, find other ways, oftentimes eventually numbs out to the pain, suppresses it, and manages it, and just learns how to just take care of things on his or her own. So these are these auto-regulators. And whereas the first experience, the person constantly needs you to reassure them. And this per- this person doesn't need anybody to reassure us, but at the same time, isn't able to truly uh, be intimate with himself or herself and experience their own feelings and allow you to be there for their feelings. And usually it translates to, I don't have much tolerance for any of your feelings either. Just let's, uh, what's the big deal? Um, And so, uh, and of course, all these kinds of patterns can interfere in an adult relationship. Sometimes you have the pattern where one person is more of the ambivalent style and I need you to hug me and hold me and love me. And then the other person actually can have a negative reaction to that already because they're already avoidant and they shut down, which then stimulates the anxiety of the person who needs the the hug, the touch, the connection, which then crowds out that person even more, and they want more space. So one person is wanting space, one person is wanting more connection, and they come to see you. Now, there's other combinations. You could have two people that are both clingy. You could have two people that are like two ships passing through the night who are both very uh, auto-regulating. But ultimately, people come to you because there is a lack of connection of some sort, which can lead to other problems, like some of the problems I, I work with all the time infidelity, addiction, on and on. But it's, so the job here is to help couples, what we call earn, uh, develop an earned secure attachment where each partner can soothe themselves, but also let the other soothe them. I could soothe you, you could soothe me, I could soothe me, you could soothe you. It's all happening in some kind of way um, where there's some sort of balance there where we can uh, be close and connected and merged, but we also can have distance and separation in our own I-ness or individuality. Now, so where does EMDR come in in all this? Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, it helps with the big traumas, but also those complex traumas too. But and specifically a complex trauma where there's been a consistent, uh, well, atta- insecure attachment 
Um, and in these cases, and this is the area that I have been really focusing on lately uh, in, in trainings that I've been to and then working with and, and successfully working with clients, is especially working with the avoidant style, but both, where basically in both uh, insecure attachment styles, there's things that are missing. So whereas, you know, when, when people get trained in EMDR, they learn how to process bad things that happened. And it works really effectively to help people process bad things that have happened. We also need to learn about what good things didn't happen. And that's the thing. When couples come to see me, they oftentimes blame themselves or each other for a, a relationship that's, that's unsatisfying or not working. But a lot of times it's because as children, they had deficiencies, not that they personally were deficient, but there were deficiencies in how they were attuned to, paid attention to, and, and loved. EMDR is, is a process that helps people beyond just the, the, the conscious mind, uh, not just talk therapy, that can enhance this, this ability to fill in those gaps. We can't undo what our parents did as if it never happened, but we could reprocess those memories and learn uh, how to fill in the gaps that we didn't have. So that ultimately, a lot of times when I'm working with people with attachment wounds, I might have the couple present or the individual present what's going on, what triggered their abandonment issues, what triggered their fear of being engulfed and, and overwhelmed issues, whatever the case may be. And we, we start to do the EMDR, which includes bilateral stimulation, which like REM sleep seems to begin processing uh, negative memories that have to be healed. Uh, and ultimately, the person sometimes will shift into some past memory, we call it feeder memories that feed the present struggle that they're having with their partner. So we can process the present and the past we could uh, help the person in the f uh, even prepare for a future where instead of doing these, what I would say, childhood learning strategies, that they're able to have more at their disposal. Think of that as a strategy, as an adapt adaptation. When a child learns, I have to be on my own because no one's there to be there for me, then that's their strategy. And they continue that strategy, not needing, not being vulnerable with their partner. If a person learns that I have to scream, yell, and have a fit to get my part, my mother's attention because I'm afraid she's going to, when she's left before, she hasn't come back unless I made a big stink, then I might get into a relationship with someone where I just get really dramatic and get uh, overly emotional anytime there's any kind of separation. It's a learning strategy because we're all needing to connect and survive and regulate our emotions. So that is uh, challenging. But like I said, with EMDR, what I can do with people is I help them. We're a team. And we help them uh, fill in those deficiencies uh, through a process where now they're wounded uh, parts of themselves that are being enacted in front of our faces with in their current intimate relationship, these wounded places actually begin to heal. And oftentimes there's now more 
I'd say linkages with their healthy adult parts that are there. We all have healthy adult resources. We have to find them. And with EMDR, it helps enhance them and begin to link the wounded parts of you with the healthiest parts of you, which ultimately results in resolving and moving on from these wounds. And suddenly, you don't have to do those same strategies to feel like you're surviving. And you have the option to have a more mature relationship where you can develop what we call that earned secure attachment and learn to co-regulate with each other. So um, I hope this makes sense to you. I just wanted to bring out to you that a lot of times people that didn't come from abusive, obviously abusive or neglectful homes wonder why they're struggling. And sometimes it's because of these attachment wounds that they had um, growing up. And it's, uh, it's, it's traumatic because the child is not getting what they need. There are those deficiencies that I'm talking about. So just something I wanted to share. And of course, someone like myself can be very helpful in these kinds of situations as well. So thank you for listening. And just take care. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.